Hey, 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 everybody. On this episode of Tony on the Mic, I talk to Jeff Brooker, Deputy City Attorney for the City of San Diego. We talk about his job, his obsession, Star Wars, his old days as the sexy right out of the movies pool boy, a little more about Star Wars, red flag laws, which are fascinating, and I think a great solution to a lot of problems, and a little more Star Wars. I edit out about 90% of the Star Wars talk, so sorry, all you diehards. We play the newlywed game to find out how well he knows his wife, and we take a long walk down memory lane. So sit down, strap in, turn on, and turn up this episode. Our story begins as these stories often do. The silences that are more. What uh, are you doing? I turn that off. You're like that person that on that old person commercial where it says, "My phone doesn't have a silent." I mean, I'm sure that all of you have the most amazing stories. It's like, man, I'm so. I got so burned out with drugs. <laughs> I do math, everybody. <laughs> Jeff Brooker does meth. You heard it here first. <laughs> I don't even know what habeas corpus is. I was throwing out a... Accused people have rights. And is they... that habeas corpus? No. Oh, that's the Constitution again. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really do cut out any throat clearing or stumbling i mean if you say Got something it. stupid that's probably that's staying in, in right <laughs> say that's the most amazing story i ever heard good morning good afternoon good evening whatever time you happen to listen to this fine podcast product my name is tony and i'm tony on the mic today i have an old friend and a vip a very important person in san diego law enforcement am i allowed to say your name on the air yeah you can okay jeff brooker say hi to the folks jeff good afternoon that might not be afternoon when they hear it. That's See, true. that's why I cover that's all true. my bases. Now you're going to purposely play it the moment. It's, it's a podcast, so it'll play whenever they play. Uh, Jeff, your current job is police defender of all things they do? No. I uh. essentially I, I work for the city attorney's office, and I'm assigned to the unit that represents police in uh, essentially removing guns from dangerous people. Oh, so you don't defend police uh no okay and before that you were a ada yeah i was a uh, prosecutor at the city attorney's office of the domestic violence and sex crimes unit prior to that i was a deputy district attorney uh over at imperial valley okay so dda not ada DDA. yeah dda okay dda You're promoting me all right yeah hey you know what for this jeff is the attorney general for the united states <laughs> <laughs> And I was lucky enough to get him on my show. You went to Vacaville High School? Yes. And then a slew of community colleges is what you said. Very many. Okay. And then Thomas Jefferson Law School. Uh, San Diego State. And then, oh, San Diego State. Yeah, I finally graduated uh, with my BA after about eight or nine years. Okay. And then I uh, went to law school after that. That's like seeing Tommy boy. Lots of people take yes. nine years to graduate. <laughs> They're called doctors. Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, how many times did it take you to pass the bar? Uh, five. Five. Pass it on the fifth? I passed it on the fifth. Whew. I hear it's pretty tough. It was tough, but I also had uh, jobs, mortgages. Uh, I couldn't put the time into study that I needed to. I'd had another career going at the time, so it wasn't necessary. It wasn't burning. What were you doing? I was a pool guy. Oh, that's right. Hey, how do you forget that? Uh, I, I guess I, the timing in my head didn't work. That's right. You had, a, yeah, you had your own business. Your started wife. a business, built it up. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And you've been in San Diego for 25-ish years? What year did you move here? Yeah, roughly 90s. 
six or seven, I yeah. think. Yeah, we moved here and we moved to San Diego in 94. We moved into this house in 95. And we've been here ever since. Now, you have two kids, Connor two kids. and Liam. Yep. I'm surprised they're not named R2 and D2. Or... Uh, that was vetoed. <laughs> Those are their middle names. Middle names. <laughs> and that was from your first wife. Yes. And you are divorced and you currently or recently got married again. Yep. Just in January. Yep. After a 10 year break. 10 year break of marriage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so jumped right back in. Yep. She's going to hear this. So I. Uh... Yes, she probably will. So I could say it's wonderful. She is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's great. She's great. How'd you guys meet? Uh, we met actually through work. Um, I was training a bunch of. Uh, police officers up in north county doing what i do and uh she was one of the attendees at the training and um coincidentally shortly after that training she had a case she called me up we worked it coincidentally or her, she yeah, like coincidentally uh, no okay. no it was it was, it was uh, coincidentally. because okay. <laughs> i'm not convinced she didn't reach out and say uh, she saw me and that was just that right yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> hmm, um i have a case uh, exactly <laughs> it's a parking meter what do you what do you need me for um then you became a prosecutor in 2007 domestic violence and child abuse no uh, in 2007 i became a deputy district attorney and i was kind yeah. of just assigned to everything you learn the ropes you do misdemeanors year two in you start doing crimes uh felony crimes okay yeah you kind of work your way up uh, i spent the last five years doing pretty much violent crimes it was a smaller office, so they didn't have as many units like they do in San Diego, specialized units. You and just where, kinda where was everything. this? Imperial Valley. Okay. And like Yuma? Is that Imperial no, Valley? No, no, that's uh, Arizona. El Centro? It, El Centro. El Centro area? Okay. El Centro, Brawley. Okay. I was trying to trying to place it in my brain. Um, that had to be rough working with violent criminals, especially domestic abuse and child abuse. That's got to be... Yeah, it's kind of the Wild West out there. When I was out there, I was kind of doing a little bit of everything, and it was homicides, attempted homicides, uh that's on the high end. The low end, I was doing DUIs, drug cases, uh, just kind of whatever, whatever you picked up, you got. Yeah. Now, my feeling, if I was writing the laws, is if you accidentally kill someone, involuntary manslaughter, mm -hmm. to me, that's a significant less crime than attempted murder when you fail. Yeah. Is that the? Is that? Oh yeah. Legally, that's, the case. Uh, like there's misdemeanor manslaughter. Really? Yeah. So you can. How could I do that? Uh, kill somebody with your car and have it be an accident oh. with maybe a hint of some negligence or some okay. something maybe like violated a traffic law, killed somebody. Now, is attempted murder treated as like murder one, premeditated murder? Or? It, uh, attempted murder can be premeditated, yes. Yeah, it should, it should be as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, if they you plan it, be... they're going out, they just don't succeed. That's it's. Yeah, you shouldn't be rewarded for failure. Exactly. If you... <laughs> If you fail, then you have to own it. Hey, I agree. So, <laughs> so then um, you did some gun violence restraining orders. Any uh, hairy situations? Want to tell me a story about a good gun restraining order or restraining order that the guy didn't or female didn't like? And uh, Well, that's it's across the board. So it's everything from uh, people who commit try to commit suicide and fail because oh. they have alcohol drug just or just life in general depression mm. uh, anxiety bipolar or, or just something tragic happened in their life and they're in a period of crisis and uh, there's there's a real serious threat of suicide uh, we intervene right at that point 
and if they own guns or have guns or have access to guns, we remove them from the house, try to get them into some counseling, get them through that rough patch. And once they're okay, they're great. They get their rights restored, their guns come back, and that's the low end. That's That's a great program. I mean, that sounds like an ideal way to deal with that. Yeah, that's it, it's such a broad application. Yeah. It, it it goes from that to mass shooters. So if you have somebody on the media popping off online about shooting up a school, shooting up a workplace. Did you get any of those? A lot of those, yeah. Really? Yeah. When you say a lot, two, ten, a hundred? Um, a dozen? A number would... Just about. I mean, were you... I'd say mass casualty events, we've probably done in excess of 40. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. A potential mass casual, casualty. Right, the events. threats. Yeah. Everything. yeah. And, and sometimes it's just people popping off. Uh, sometimes we have a little bit more addition to believe, yes, they really were in the planning stages of doing something tragic. Yeah. What if somebody is, is okay, we'll start with one. And if they're just popping off, they're just like, I'm sick. I'm going to kill all these libtards. Yeah. If it's, if it's just popping off, the thing is we don't know that until we really Right, dive investigate, deeper. yeah. So the, the point of what we do is to do the immediate intervention first. Let's okay. get the guns now and ask the questions later. It's okay. only about three weeks before we do the hearing. So there's it's not like their guns right. are gone forever and they're right. waiting to hear. Um, the point is you see something, you say something. We have the red flags. If the red flags are there. We can prove it to the legal standard that this person is a danger to self or others. Then we uh, we attempt to remove the firearms. Okay. Really, what we attempt to do, it's not about the guns. It's about keeping people safe. Yeah. So if we steer them into whatever avenue they need in order to put them on track, and if it is people just popping off, and that's what we determine, then we put a plan in place to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, that usually involves counseling, some safety stuff. And if it's juveniles, it involves conversations with the parents. Hmm. Now, do you ever get parents who are just don't care? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's incredible is the uh, the juvenile cases that we see where it'll be, um, they have no idea. They oh, have no really? idea that the kids have access to their guns. Wow. They have no idea that they're on Twitter, YouTube, Face Chat, whatever. Right. Uh, talking about shooting up the school until somebody reports it. And usually it's another student, tells their parents, right. parents call police, right. we see everything. And um, at that point, we, we go have a talk with the parents. So it's like, hey, you need to lock up your guns yep. Yep. or put them somewhere where junior doesn't have access. And then we s- figure out what's going on with that kid. It could be right, bullying. Right. It could just be teenagers yeah. um, popping off, looking for attention. Uh, or they really are copycats of yeah. mass shootings in the news. Oh. You don't ever really know at the end if they would have executed it but yeah better to be safe too late right you don't want to be too late mm-hmm. now you say that's on the monster what about the parents who are like boy you know <laughs> do you get the like the parents who's america you ain't taking my guns yeah 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 no we've had that um there's a you know thing is about firearms it's it, some people it's their identity they love yeah. guns you know yeah. like i love star wars and sports and everything yeah. They're into firearms in the same way with the same passion. It, it's mm-hmm. a it's a hobby. It's something they study. It's something they enjoy. And, there, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't want to take as an office and as a policy, we don't ever want to remove guns from like from a parent who didn't do anything wrong. Right. You know. So it's uh, in those cases, almost every time we work something out so the parents can keep their guns. Yeah. It's just a matter of intervening, letting everybody know what's going on. And then maybe taking those guns on a temporary basis so that they, uh, until we can let the dust settle and figure it out. 
Yeah. How, how, man, I can't imagine, you know, my kids, just somebody coming up and saying, hey, by the way, your kids have your guns and they took them to school. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And some parents are just like, here, take the guns. Really? I don't want my kid in the. I don't oh, want oh, my I guns see. In the news. Not to yeah. the kids. Like, no, no, no. Here, Junior. No, no, that not kid... to the kids. <laughs> if that kid pops off again, right. end them. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. <laughs> But it's that, it's domestic violence. If, if there's yeah. a whole string of abuse going on in a home, which are very difficult to prosecute on the criminal side because of uh, victims often recant and yeah. say, I made it up, didn't happen, you know, or they minimize it or they need the person there for financial reasons. Yeah. Um, but then there's a pattern of abuse that looks like it's escalating in severity or frequency and there's guns in that home. We try to remove those guns and let let the two parties work it out. Oftentimes it's a divorce that's yeah. getting worse and worse as time goes by. and It's everything. Any guns in your divorce? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had the best divorce ever. Okay. Wow. That's yeah. good. And I know Shayla. She's wonderful. Yeah, so. she's great. So, so far I like her better than your current wife. Although she did help me today. <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't met you yet, Kate. So you, you have your chance. <laughs> but what, from what Jeff's told me about you and what Jeff's told me about Shayla, yee. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that this will be that, my first and last right, podcast. I was going to say, the whole point of this podcast was to get you in trouble with your wife. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason I asked you to come on here. You're well, DJing the wedding, so it's going to be uh, difficult to... <laughs> yeah. Just... So, by the way, this uh, episode is also brought to you by Tony on the Mic. I do weddings and corporate events and speaking and public speaking and motivational speaking. So if you need a microphone and a person to man it, Call Tony on the mic. Find me at TonyOnTheMic.com and all your social medias at Tony on the mic. And now we're going to pause for a sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, one of the things we do on the show early is we like to we like to loosen up, just get to kind of hear your background, your story, your career path. And then you get a chance to sing. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you get to sing a TV jingle or a commercial jingle. Any one you want, a couple of lines. And uh, whenever no you're ready. I'm going to need some ideas here. I got them. Um, okay. You ready? I'm ready. Dun, 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 dun. That's not singing. That's Clone Wars. There's no, you have to have words. Somebody else tried, oh, to, somebody else oh. tried to do MASH and the same thing. I said, uh, nope, got to have some vocals. You got to have some words. I got one. Oh, you got one? All right. Whenever you're ready. great. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe, American hero. G.I. Joe is there. <laughs> well, that was worth waiting for. Transformers. I was going to say that or Transformers. I was like, oh, I got this song to that Transformers, too. more than meets the eye. Autobots face their battle to destroy the evil forces of... The Decepticons. Decepticons. <laughs> <laughs> now we're flowing. All right, our first commercial break is Jacob over at Retro Sports. He can handle all your team sports needs, whether it's uniforms, jerseys, equipment, old or refurbished. He's good to have it all. Check out Jacob at Retro Sports. Hey, sports fans, what do Billy Eilish, Travis Scott, and me have in common? Jacob over in Retro Sports has done our gear. That's right, he's done gear for bands, teams, sports, schools, 
You have a need, he can fill it, I promise. They do embroidery, screen printing, tackle twill, heat press, and if you have an organization, they will build you a spirit website. You can do it for your school or your team, whatever you have going on. He posts it all, they order it, he makes it, and you get money. You share in the profits. It's free. Check it out. They'll do your letterman's jacket, fitness equipment, whatever you need. And when you go in there, make sure you tell them that Tony on the mic sent you in. To Jacob Ober, great in the community. Outstanding product and service. Check out Retro Sports, retrosports.net, and 9100 Fletcher Parkway in La Mesa. And I'm back with Jeff Brooker. He finally found a song to sing, so you guys won't hear the 20 minutes we just edited out. <laughs> But we we got it, so we're good. Now tell me about uh, Red Flag Laws, and what year was that that you moved into that pilot program on uh, Red Flag right Laws? About 2018. Oh, wow, so I, just fairly recently, about three years ago. Yeah, that, well, okay. the, the law just went into effect in 2016. Okay, now now what's a Red Flag Law? It's a, uh, after the Santa Barbara shooting, 2015, I, I think. I was going to say 15. It uh, the legislator passed red flag laws, which is essentially uh, a series of criteria that if someone meets that criteria, the police can intervene, even though a crime hasn't been committed. And that's what that's makes kind it, of minority report stuff right there. A little bit, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> funny because some news outlets have kind of called it that. Oh, a, really? In a complimentary and a criticism, uh, uh -huh. and as they criticize in some of them. Uh, but the thing is, what happened was. Every time there's a mass shooting, you have the media doing their investigative reporting, as right. they should. And it's always the people that were in that person's life, the shooter, yeah. who say, we could have told you this was coming. Yeah. We did call the police. We called oh. the police three or four times, but the police couldn't do anything. And the reason right. the police couldn't do anything is because even though their behavior was, dis behavior was disturbing, it didn't meet the criteria for crime. And if there's no probable cause for a crime, the cops, they have to roll away. They just can't go into your house right, and search because somebody says something. Right, or right. They just can't, uh, you know, suspend people's rights and liberties on on stuff that isn't really there as defined in the penal code as a crime. Right. So because of that, the, the red flag laws, they're civil. And what they did was they came up with a series of indicia that uh, say, so if you see anything happening in this type of criteria, you can intervene before something happens. Uh -huh. And so it's very, you know, cops, prosecutors, they always spend their time looking back at what happened. Right, right. To establish that they did it. Sure. Their identity. Yeah. The facts, the mental state of the person when he was yeah. doing it, that all plays into the crime. This is kind of unique because this allows us to say, well, we can, without the crime component to this, we can still say this person's dangerous and here's why. And if it meets that criteria and there's firearms involved, uh, now the cops have a tool where they can actually do something. Okay, now is because that this federal or state? State, or state. State. Right now they're working on federal legislation. Okay. How many states have it? Do you have any I idea? I think 16. Oh, 16? Yeah. Oh, okay. And what, how do the results seem? I mean, have, it's, is there, is it it's across the board because every state does it a little differently. Okay. So it's a hard thing to measure, and, and that's what makes it so so tough is because everybody wants stats and data, right, right, and it's hard, you know, to prove something that didn't happen, right, and so a lot of people hook on that. Um, yeah, like I'm I'm healthy because I take my vitamins, right, right. Am exactly. I healthy? Would I still be healthy if I didn't take my vitamins? Yeah, you no, know, no, no, prove it. Right. Show me statistically that this, this is, made the difference. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
But there have been studies coming out that, that do show uh, UC Davis did a big study on these, and, and they, they, did, um, they did establish that, yes, these do save lives okay. um, in, in, with their various reports and stuff that they published. So it's there. And, and really, it's just common sense. You would think. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't pretend that, hey, every gun violence restraining order I file prevents a shooting or right. prevents somebody from getting right, hurt. Right, right. Um, but you certainly don't want to not file one, yeah. and then there is a shooting, and somebody does get hurt or killed. Yeah. So that's tough. That you know, I it's one of the reasons, and I've said before, I, I couldn't be a police officer because I would want to give everyone the benefit of a doubt. I would want to give everyone <laughs> every opportunity, and that's not what police need to do. And I'm very thankful right. that there are people out there who can make those decisions and don't, you know, give everyone the benefit of a doubt. And, or, or don't jump to conclusions, you know, who are, it's like a doctor. I couldn't be a doctor because if I lost a patient, I don't know what I would do. So yeah, I do podcasts instead. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would never want to be a doctor. If I wrecked a podcast, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing too. Like a lot of times people come at, come at me or come at the program um, or, or the people who are filing these and they think that, oh, I'm taking away their guns. It's like, no, I'm not taking away the guns. My office is not taking away the guns. The police are not taking away the guns. It's a judge. Even when we want to do something, we still have to call it into a judge. Mm-hmm. And the judge still has to say yes or no. Now, are there judges who lean? Uh, I don't think so. I, really I think, think it's pretty, pretty Yeah, it's pretty. Okay. They're a lot like That's domestic violence restraining orders yeah. in that sense. you know. And it's, it's the kind of thing where if it's serious enough that we're calling them. Yeah, they'll take it. And we have... We have stuff going on in real time. Mm. Um, you could call in the middle of the night and get one oh, wow. to a judge, and they can say, "Yeah, we have a real live situation here where a person's life is threatened, and we need to get the gun, uh, like right now." And do any of them dismiss it? Dismiss a bunch of them? Like, are there some that well, dismiss them? Yeah, they do a lot because usually before it gets to hearing, we work something out. Okay, we we do what we have to do to make the situation safe. Now, yeah. if it's somebody that we don't think we can help with rehab or gun safety classes or anything else, right. um, then, yeah, we, we go for the prohibition. And that's anywhere from one year to five years. Wow. 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 I would not want to do that. You say pro-gun people don't like you, and I can understand from what you're saying there. Just I think sometimes anytime there's any restrictions on guns or any limitations on guns that people, some pro-gun people get upset. You say anti-gun people don't like you. Why don't anti-gun people like you? Well, I wouldn't say they don't like me. Um, you did. You said in your thing, anti-gun people. Yeah, that was... <laughs> oversimplification. So, oversimplification. Um, so I'm actually a pro-gun person. I own firearms myself. I think that it's a fun hobby. We go shooting quite a bit. It's uh, it, it's not a... It's not something where the gun has to be demonized. And so I am categorically against anyone owning a gun. But a lot of the what I would call anti-gun violence people, um, they are categorically against, against anybody gun. owning a gun. Yeah. So I'm not really with them right. in that sense. Right. Um, I'm too. only, yeah, I'm yeah, only against too. people um, who are irresponsible yes. or dangerous yeah. um, or are using it in a way that, that puts others at risk of being hurt, hurt or harmed. Yeah, and I, I just think there's such easy common sense gun law we can yeah. enforce in this country with just background checks and waiting periods. Then... And and we can miss a lot of it. And then also, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. And I don't even want to talk about the AK-47. I just want to establish that there is a limit. Like I don't want my neighbors having 
flamethrowers or rocket, you know, shoulder <laughs> rocket, you know, grenade <laughs> launchers. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. So there's a limit. And I think as a society, we can get together and find that limit and Ooh. say, you want to hunt? Absolutely. You can, here's your rifle, here's your shotgun, here's your whatever. You want guns for home security? Absolutely. Here's yeah. this, this and that. And then somebody says, uh, you know, we want Uzis. And you say, eh. Right. No. To hunt rabbits. Right. <laughs> you can't, you can't have that. Yeah. You know, and. No, like everything in moderation. Yeah. Um, it, I think we can there. find balances in both things. And the, uh, and the pro-gun people, you know, I have a lot of friends who are very pro-gun and also very supportive of gun violence restraining orders. Yeah. Um, and and those, that's, yes. Yes. We can be more than one thing in this country. And, and I've had a ton of conversations with people who, you know, the problem is, is the issue of firearms. It becomes so uh, polarizing yes. In, uh, yes. in the political spectrum. Yep. That it's you, you're either on this side or you're on the other right. side, and, and there is no middle ground. Right, and I would say the vast majority of this country lives in that middle ground. I would mm -hmm. say the vast majority, but unfortunately, the majority gets tweaked towards the outside because they're the loudest. Squeaky very wheel few gets people, the yeah, grease. very yep. few people get mm -hmm. tweaked towards the middle, mm -hmm. towards towards solution and compromise. They get you know separated by dogma, which is, but that's that's everything. Yeah, and, pick you know, a title in this country, and that's what it is. Exactly, and California is—it's uh, a re very restrictive state with gun laws comparatively to other states. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, uh, they what they don't realize is every time there is a mass shooting or, or something hits the news with gun violence, the reaction is tighter legislation, which the gun mm -hmm. rights people—that's what hurts them. Right. It's like I, I don't do that, but now I can't buy these types of bullets or that kind of gun. Right, and it's the, the legislation is reactionary to the tragic event, and so yeah, if you but look at tragic it, events every day, man. Well, there are. But I mean, now you, it's it's every literally every day. But if you try to prevent those with yeah. mechanisms yes. like gun right. balance restraining orders, right. it mitigates some of those shootings. We would hope. I hope, yeah. Which would then in turn not give the the legislators such a uh, strong reaction, which which prohibits and limits the rights even more to law-abiding gun owners. Right. Well, that was one of the things that Chicago is a hotbed for gun violence. And everybody says they have some of the most restrictive laws in the country. But mm -hmm. literally 10 miles outside of Chicago and Indiana, they have some of the loosest gun controls. And when I lived there, I know people would drive across and get, bo get guns and bring them back. And, yep. you know, so using... And I, I think everybody wants to politicize everything and say see they have gun restriction laws they don't work or see they have open carry and and it doesn't work i mean everybody wants to prove the other guy's ideas don't work right and we just need to come together and find some ideas that actually do work and we don't have to be open but that's and, never and i think too people are such in a instant gratification they want to they want to be the one that solves it right now it's, mm -hmm. it's like homelessness here it's like immigration yeah. nationally yeah. yeah it's going to take a lot of little tweaks yeah over a long and period a commitment, of time. right? A long commitment, and the culture has to change. I mean, yep. there's so many guns in the black market that are just with all the laws that have changed. Registry, register this kind of gun now. Yeah. You don't have to. Then you do. Um, you know, guns that have been hand me downs through families for generations that are yeah. were legal at one point, but maybe now they're not. Right. It's tough, and you're just not gonna. You know, I tell people this is not the end all, be all for solving gun violence in America. It's right. just these red flag laws. It's, it's just a piece. Right. It's a piece. It's another yeah. tool in the box. And that's that's everything. That's education. Mm -hmm. That's y awareness. You know, yeah. yeah, it's everything. Mm -hmm. And and we can implement those little baby steps and then not implement a baby step and say, see, this doesn't work because more right. people got killed. Or there's success in a program. And right, then, and go, and there it is. This is the answer. Right. See, they're not working. Right, you know. yeah. So...
Huh. Well, we just solved gun violence. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm glad this podcast wasn't for nothing. So uh, tell me about a case that you absolutely got wrong, that you thought one thing and then it, and then it just wasn't right. Uh, sure, yeah. When I was in Imperial Valley as a um, prosecutor, I was in the middle of a trial, and it was a case where, uh, as we thought, a man walks up to another uh, man and his girlfriend in a Rite Aid parking lot sitting in the car. They had argued over a parking space or something. I don't even remember. He punches through the window, smashes Ooh. the window, and grabs the uh, female by the neck. And they kind of scuffle inside and outside the car for a minute, and the police get called. And it was a it was a battering of vandalism, and um, there were some cuts from the glass. No, no real, no real, no serious no physical, stitches or right. anything. Okay. There was a witness who kind of saw the tail end of it coming out, and uh, there was uh, obviously the two witnesses in the car, and then the the suspect who is alone. And the suspect was a. Um, they were about the same age, mid twenties, and it was kind of like there was partial video. There, there was nothing that said. Where's the video from? It, from Rite Aid. The, oh, the oh, security camera. Cam okay. It didn't catch everything. Okay. But it, it showed pieces of it, and and the pieces it showed nothing. Nothing showed that the victims were being disingenuous. Their stories were aligned. It, okay. it was kind of one word against another. Right. But there was. It, there was more than enough on one side than the other. So I thought, okay, this, this guy probably did it. Right. We couldn't negotiate it, so it went to trial. Okay. We're in the middle of trial, and the female half in the car, um, she's nervous about testifying. It's common. That yeah. happens. She tells me in the hallway a different version. Oh. different version than what she told the police. Oh, my. And I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, now I have to... I'm, Immediately going to turn this over to the defense, tell the judge, right. I, I, I'm not going to put her on the stand and let her give a statement that is now contradicted by another statement right. where I'm the only witness. Right. So I went and disclosed it to the court, to the defense counsel in chambers right before she got, took the stand. Um, and we brought in another prosecutor to put me on the stand in oh. case she denied it. Right. So I put her on. I asked her. She gave the version A. Oh, the one she gave originally. Yep. Okay. And then I said, hey, didn't we just have a, a talk in the hallway? And didn't you give me a different version? And, and she, said, she said no. <gasps> so I stopped it right there, called in a, a colleague. Mm -hmm. I said, you better just, I said, just call me to testify and ask me what we said in the hall. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what happened. I testified what she said in the hall. That was it. Now, now, what was the difference in the testimony? What what were the mitigating? that her husband that her husband did get out of the car first, did attack and threaten him first, oh, and threatened to also run him over, uh, when which would explain why he was trying to stop them from driving, so uh, he wouldn't be chased around the parking lot with the vehicle wow. when he was on foot. So, uh, what she do? break down and like on Perry Mason <laughs> yeah she started getting like I'm gonna throw up and I'm you know she was already a wreck right and I don't know if it was her conscious or if yeah. it was just nervous from being in front of a, a group talking I don't know to this day so uh after she testified we took a break and I uh, just told the judge like hey I don't uh I don't know that I really believe in this case anymore I, I don't know who to believe now and right had had this evidence come out Obviously, prior to this trial, right. we wouldn't be in trial. Right. And so, um, uh, so we dropped it right there. Really? Yeah, we dropped it right there. 
Wow. And uh, now is that still on the guy's record? Nope. I mean, uh, like it didn't exist. I defense counsel and I talked after that, and I said, uh, "Why don't you know? Why don't you file something? It's called a factual innocence motion." Okay. Oh, uh, that was okay. their idea. Right. He said, "How would you feel if I filed that?" I said, well, "Why don't you file? It? Let me read it. Let me see what okay. it says." Because he wanted to go into law enforcement, he had no record. The uh, oh, wow. the accused, and uh, that's exactly what he did. He, wow. he got it wiped from his record, and um, I wrote a letter explaining the, the, the circumstances as to what happened. Did he go into law enforcement? Or he did. did. did he you got hired, are uh, you guys best friends now? No. You, I, was no. this like a buddy cop thing? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. He was hired somewhere else in the state. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's one where I didn't think it was the right call in, yeah. midway through a trial, which wow. hardly ever happens. Wow. Now, have you had one where you were super like you jumped to a conclusion you were like super skeptical but you had to take the case and then somebody earned your trust during the investigation no no, no. there's ah. a there's a standard when you file charges at the time of filing you think if i can't prove this now with what i have yeah. then then i'm then i don't I have yeah. an ethical duty i'm bound right. not to file it so right. we, there's a lot of arrests so the story that you can get an indictment on a ham sandwich is that not i mean that's I you, you never heard that that's a real thing. They say you can get an indictment on a ham sandwich. Well, indictment's different, like like a preliminary hearing. That's okay. that's a very oh okay. You have you know for like a preliminary hearing, yeah. you have ten days to just show that you can justify these charges. That's right. to keep the government from just filing arbitrarily on anybody, right. suspending their rights forever and putting it in uh, the hands of lawyers who can continue it to the end of time yeah. before it gets dismissed. So you have ten days to show on a felony that yes, Your Honor, look, there's. I have enough here to justify the charges. And they sometimes dismiss them at those hearings. They sometimes reduce them, or they say certain charges are there, certain charges are not. Okay. Or sometimes more charges are added after that because evidence See, it's comes way up. way easier on TV. Oh, yeah. Like Law & Order or, oh, or whatever. It's way easier. A full hour, and the whole thing is the whole th It's done. <laughs> the trial, too. Why can't you do that? Yeah. I, <laughs> Our tax, see, our tax dollars are being wasted. Yeah, because you guys can't get it, you know, wrapped up document? in a boat. There's a document. Habeas Constitution. Corpus. The oh. Constitution. <laughs> I don't even know what habeas corpus is. I was throwing out a accused people have rights. And is they, that habeas corpus? No. Oh, that's the Constitution again. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty smart guys. Guys, you wrote that Constitution. Yeah. That's... Even though it needed some amendments. But... It, Probably still does. Probably still does. Mm -hmm. it, it should change for the times. Yep, it should change. It has been changing for the times. Mm -hmm. It's not like this is some heresy we're talking about. All right, I'm going to take another break here. This time I'm going to thank Rick at Alante Construction. If you need anything built in San Diego County from your foundation to your roof, windows to the wall, call Rick at Alante Construction. Alante. Whoa. Construction. Whoa. When you need some work on your home and you want a professional job, you can call on Big Rick because that man is so slick and then you will enjoy peace of mind. You can leave all confusion and all disillusion behind. If it's a new kitchen or patio, just call on Daddy-O. Alante, whoa, 
construction. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, this is going on for Big Rick. Rick and Lante Construction. San Diego County, top to bottom, left to right. He handles all your needs. No job too big or too small. You want it done and done right? Call Big Rick. And we are back today. Jeff Brooker just explained the Constitution to me. So now I understand it. And uh, it's, you know, it's it's pretty good, I think. Constitution is a pretty good document. It helps. Yeah. Helps things. And <laughs> so now we're going to move to the game show part okay. of the show. And we're going to do a little combination dating game, newlywed game. So I'm going to play the theme and I'm going to ask you some questions. I got some information to see uh, how much you know about your betrothed. Oh, shit. And <laughs> oh, did, I, did I say that on there? Nope. I, I said shoot. Yep, that's what you said. Um, let's start. You, what's her name? If You just give her first name. It's fine. Kate. And then your last name is Brooker, so now we know who she is. Yes. Um, <laughs> what's her middle name? Nope. Put the phone down. <laughs> Elaine. Oh, Elaine is correct. Elaine, took me a second. It, okay, I was about to, I was about to give you the buzzer. Yeah, Man. I was about to. Uh, I was like, <laughs> she can't change her mind on this one. Right. <laughs> uh, what is her birthday? Twelve nineteen. What year? Nineteen seventy nine. Almost. Eighty. Nope. Nineteen eighty one. No, we're going the wrong way. Eight seventy eight. Seventy eight. <laughs> When I said 80, I meant 8, like 78. <laughs> the correct answer is December 19th, 1978. The um, important part is December 19th. You did get the date right, <laughs> yes. and you never have to get a present for the year. Actually, you know how I remember that date? No. Because when I first met her, it was probably a month later, um, her birthday was a month after I first met her. So I was in a very serious dilemma. The premiere of Star Wars, which I already had tickets for, was December 19th. Yikes. And I was like, oh boy. Yikes. I, and you're a month I, in? A month and a half, yeah. yeah. It's going really That's, good. And right. It's like, oh man, how do I tell her I'm going to see a Star Wars movie on her birthday? Yeah, without um, her. And I got tickets <laughs> like months before I met her. Because <laughs> I'm online at 2 in the morning getting them as soon as they open. So whatever happened? Did you take I her? I took her. Oh, you I did? Took her. Yes. Okay, yes. Good. And I saw a picture of her with little Princess Leia ears and you in the hand Solo thing. Yeah. Uh, not to ears, the hair. Yep. So. Uh, that's good. Sounds like she's a good sport. Where was your good sport born? Nah, uh, uh, put the phone down. I'm thinking it's upside down. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure. Let's say Escondido. Escondido is correct. Wow. Look at you. You're cruising through this. What is her mother's name? Now, folks, when you hear this, I'm going to give Jeff a little break and cut out most of the silence <laughs> and the thinking. So, but rest assured, there's a lot of thinking going on. It took so much of my brain power to come up with a lane. <laughs> I would just take a guess of a name that sounds very much like a state in the United States. Alabama, Arizona. Was there one? Arkansas? I can't remember all that whole song. 
I don't remember. Marilyn. Marilyn. Marilyn is the answer. Every time she refers to her, it's mom, mom, mom. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) And what do you call her, just out of curiosity? Marilyn from now on? (laughs) Marilyn. In the times I've met her, I've called her Marilyn. (laughs) Yes. Is she local? Or just, hey, you know, you hug. Yeah, big hug. Uh, Uh, Yeah, she's local. Is she going to be mom? I mean, do you... Yeah. yeah. See, I, I never called, I never called Shanna's folks mom or dad. It was first name, but I knew their names. Yeah, I think. So. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever done that either. So it's always just been a, a name thing. Yeah, Marilyn. So now this one, you got a little room for error. I asked her favorite color. She says, "I'm not sure that I have a favorite color, but if I did, it would be one of these two colors. I'll give you credit for either one." Blue. <laughs> <laughs> blue bonnet is a uh, great song <laughs> everything's better with blue bonnet on it um uh, purple or pink those purple are the two or pink is yes what you gave huh. what are the uh wedding dress colors i mean are you wedding dress are, colors you're doing the ceremony right i mean oh i guess it'd be white but the like yeah. bridal party or anything oh man i have no clue oh dude come on now i I'm, I have so minimal involvement in this whole thing in decision-making power and veto power. It's just non-existent. Just tell yeah. the truth. Interest. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm interested, but I've just, I understand that if I have an opinion and she has another opinion, the other opinion, opinion will prevail. Yes, that is correct. So, it's, so you it's, understand perfectly. Yeah. I know there's hills I want to die on and there's hills I don't want to die on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is her favorite food? And she was genre, not she didn't give a specific dish, and she gave me two. So you have two choices to get a a, fa- a food genre. Mexican food for sure. Mexican food was the second choice. She said Italian or Mexican. Okay, but she did say Mexican, and she did say she'd never see favorite. how when you guess and you're sure of yourself like that. Like, yes, and exactly. You, and you're actually right. Luckily, this <laughs> wasn't on video because they would have known how much you were guessing on that. Uh, what's her favorite genre of music? That she said you would get that country. Country is correct. Now, who's her favorite artist? Luke. She had a she had a prediction of who you would guess. It's that damn guy that's I hear it every time she's cooking. That's what she on said. TV, <laughs> it's the same six songs over and oh, over. Oh, you know there's six songs. Okay, Kate, just to give Jeff credit, you said he thought it was just one song over and over and over. He does know there's more than one song. <laughs> uh, Luke Arnold's? No, mm, Luke. No. I'm trying to give his name. It's not a Luke. I don't want to be a one-man band. It's a... Uh, Wow, I'm going to have to look up that song. That's the... Is that the one song? It's what I constantly hear. No amount of volume on Netflix tunes it out <laughs> from the upstairs. <laughs> How about Kanye Brown? Oh, I've never heard of him. Oh, I well, never would have guessed that. Bummer. Yeah. Who was the other one? Was there two? There was only one. No clue. Um, her favorite vacation spot in the United States. If you were to go somewhere, where would you like you guys to go? Her favorite since she's met me or before she met Just me? Just said a place she likes to go. And I'll, I'll, I'll give guess, you another hint. Okay. She doesn't, she, you don't like to go. Probably a cruise. 
She said the beach or the ocean. Yeah, I hate the ocean. Because for some reason you're afraid of shark attacks. Yeah. And I like the sand. I don't like the, I'm gonna, the water part. <laughs> the actual water. <laughs> I'm going to look up shark attacks. and. Oh, I can tell you. Just it's, ask. It's not, it's not many. It's not many, but there are certainly still a lot. Well, I don't know if this qualifies as a lot. Since 2001, there have been five fatal shark attacks in California, and violent shark encounters in California are less than half of Florida or Hawaii. But since 1926 in California, there have only been 122 shark attacks reported. 122 in almost 100 years. I think you're safe, Jeff. <laughs> okay, favorite global spot she wants to go to these should be good because it sounds like she or both of you have been there and perhaps you are going i think ireland or paris paris is where she says you might go on your honeymoon Mm -hmm. and italy Italy. back to italy it was the other one she said that was going to be choice three okay (laughs) (laughs) what attracted her to you oh god that's a long list (laughs) well there's one thing that stood out (laughs) And I, there's two things. One that got her and one that kept her. About me. Yes. They got an airplane flying above us. They hear that. Usually this room is a little more soundproof. Well, I'm guessing it was my charming disposition uh, when I went up and spoke to her I didn't go up and speak to her I was sitting in front of her and uh, I noticed she was wearing a clatter ring which is an Irish ring that not many people are familiar with unless you know it I had no idea and so I asked her about a ring and she, she knew all I, about is it. she Irish I assume um no I think no? she's she's half Hispanic you, and you think <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that one over she <laughs> is half Hispanic okay <laughs> Half Caucasian. About me? Yes. One is a physical trait. Tall. Nope. No. I've got great facial structure, bone structure in my face. Uh, <laughs> Oddly enough, she did not beautiful say Beautiful hazel eyes. The, the uh, eyes. The oh, eyes was the answer, she said. <laughs> I was just going to go down the list. It's right. going to take all day. <laughs> there have been no more questions because I just... <laughs> <laughs> the eyes got her, but what kept her? This is more of a personality thing, to give you an easy out. Was I funny? You were. She said sense yep. of humor. So the eyes got her, but I the humor kept her. Do joke a lot. What's yeah. the worst thing about you? What does she complain about the most about you? Well, I'm in my mid-40s, and I'm not as, I guess, uh, fit as I used to be. She's always, uh, oh, belly, you know. Well, she gave comments. me a list of five things, and that wasn't on it. All right, well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I can't even do it. I should do it, but I'm not going to do it. She didn't give me five things. She gave me one thing, <laughs> but I was going to have you keep guessing. I was thinking, there's only five? The wow, <laughs> how do I pare this down to only five she said it was your memory. You can't remember shit or you won't remember shit. Yeah, she thinks I don't listen. She thinks. And I, I do listen, but I don't recall. <laughs> and when she talks to me, it's the same way. Uh, talk, 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 talk. And then a week later, remember when I told you? And it's like, what? 
yeah, yeah I remember yeah. you talking. <laughs> and there was a lot of information. Well, that's interesting because I asked what you said would be what attracted you immediately to her. What are the best things about her? Mm-hmm. And what would you say? Obviously not the talking and texting. Well, first that she actually spoke to me. That's big. Um, no, it was, uh, I didn't think anything of it. I, I talked to people all day at these trainings. I, I'm always answering questions. They're always asking me for, oh, do I have your card? Or can I call right. you for this case? Or if something comes up, can I reach out? So she did the old, can I call you if something comes up? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, and uh, that is. Kate, I see you working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but that is actually very common. So I didn't think anything of it. And it's funny because when I left after my piece, I wasn't going to stay for the whole thing. Right. Um, I thought she was beautiful. I thought she was nice. I just assumed I married her boyfriend or something. You know, there's there's right. no way, right? And so I left, but I kind of thought at the same time, well, maybe, you know? So I look back, and she, I just saw the back of her head, no interest in me leaving, no interest in anything. You know, right. you, you know when you're yep. kind of oh, yeah. a little bit. Nothing. Hmm. So I got in the car, and I left, and I didn't, didn't. think anything of it. And then I got a text, uh, I don't know, next day, just, hey, I have a question about a case. One day? Kate, you only waited one day? I think it was a day. Should have been at least two days, Kate. Well, obviously you did it right, so. Yeah. Well, I think she was uh, doing her homework on me, too. Ah. Asking people she knew who Um, knew me. Okay. Yeah, doing her own little vetting. So the thing that you would notice about her that attracted you to her? I think it was her smile. Okay. And her, the fact that she was so open and just engaging. That was attractive to me. Now, what is something she is better than you at? I did well, ask her this. Not shooting. Funny. She uh, said shooting. <laughs> no, no. She not only said shooting. She said she beat you with her gun and then beat you with your gun. That's such a lie. Well, that is... Factually correct? So, okay, she's oh, I... been shooting for 20 years. I yeah. have shot... 20 times in 20 years. Okay, so she did beat you. I now you're brand making excuses. brand new gun. No, no, no. And I was, I was, my cluster was very close to her cluster, but she did outscore me. Okay. But given the curves, the learning curves, given that she's an expert, and I am nowhere near that, and the fact that I was so close, I think puts me on the skill level as having more natural ability. Okay. <laughs> But just to be clear, she did beat you. Yeah, she did beat okay. me. Okay, and with your own gun. She beat me with my own gun. That that was the first time I had shot too. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was the first time she shot. For uh, that's the that first time gun. she shot that gun too. Yeah. yeah. So sounds like you got outshot by your woman. Yeah, she's also better at uh, math <laughs> and <laughs> Spanish, <laughs> cooking and cooking, dancing yeah. and. <laughs> general life decisions right. <laughs> better finances <laughs> better uh well that's good she will enjoy hearing that uh okay we're gonna take our last break of the day this one is for my last sponsor morning briefing coffee it is roasted locally here in la mesa make sure you pick up some of that morning briefing coffee when you want that gourmet mm. god damn jimmy this some serious gourmet shit. Me and Vincent would have been satisfied with some freeze-dried tasty's choice, right? <laughs> Nice brings this serious gourmet shit on. What flavor is this? Like an off chili. 
What? I don't need you to tell me how good my coffee is, okay? I'm the one who buys it. I know how good it is. Bonnie goes shopping, she buys I buy the morning briefing. Because when I drink it, I want to taste it. When you want to taste your coffee, when you want that serious gourmet coffee, the best part of waking up coffee, good to the last drop, tastes as good as it smells, you'll always want a second cup coffee. When you want that, get locally roasted morning briefing coffee right here in La Mesa. He makes custom blends and you always get top quality fresh coffee. Morning briefing coffee. When you want that gourmet And we are back with hopefully still married Jeff Brugger. Yeah. <laughs> divulged a few little things there about his about his honey about his new new dish sorry i don't mean to objectify women uh, i was trying to think of a cute pet name and i just drew a blank so kate kate <laughs> kate no offense kate don't mean to objectify you now well you... i can't say this and i feel like i should say this okay so if it's more about however the shooting... no however okay. this podcast goes <laughs> yes at the end <laughs> I told myself for a decade I would never remarry. I would never remarry. You told me that several yeah, times. Yeah, over the <laughs> years, right. That I was pretty shocked when you flashed a ring at basketball. Yeah, after the COVID yeah. hiatus. And uh, and I met her, and it, it changed everything. Wow. It changed everything. So okay, Now you're just trying to make brownie points. Exactly. So... Tell me about the genesis of your Star Wars love. Oh, jeez. Where did, where did it begin? Where was the... Were you... Let's see. Are you... It was 19... What, 77? 77 it came out. The first I was one. three. I did okay. not see it. Because okay. I saw it in yeah. the theater. I was 14. I didn't see it until probably 1978 or 9. Okay. On beta, whatever, whatever. Yeah. media was at the time. And uh, and then Empire Strikes Back came out in 80. Soon, yeah. And Soon that was the first that. one I saw in the theater. Okay. Um, but I loved it on TV. I, whatever we watched it on at home, right. watched it, loved it, and uh, going back even before that, my probably my third or fourth birthday, I had a Star Wars cake. I was oh. Luke Skywalker with a little plastic suit. Oh, nice! nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've, got, I've got pictures of that. Nice. Actually, send me those pictures. I'll yeah. put them as the promo pictures for the episode. People who call out my history of Star Wars, I have cake Your bona fides. Yeah, yep. exactly. Nice. And. Um, I don't know, it's just it's something I always circled back to. In good times, bad times, I could always watch it and either Through just find joy. Years, yeah. Or I could just escape into it. Me down, uh, yeah. my life around. It, well, I just, that's your love song to Star Wars. It's, there's so many. <laughs> but when I became an expert and I started winning uh, contests, mm -hmm. you know, like trivia contests right. and, you know, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit came out and it was just not even fair. Oh, I remember the Star yeah. Wars Trivial Pursuit. And then they started doing books in the 90s, and I read every book, got read everything, knew everything, and so then it became more of a history for me. Right. Uh, growing up for myself and with the evolution of Star Wars in the story, in yeah. the expansion of the universe. Yeah. So you feel like just, you know, you're part of something that's uh, culturally iconic, uh, definitely affects, you know, more than just, just some movie people like. Now, the... The podcast only has room for a couple of pictures, so I'll have a picture of you and, and one picture of some Star Wars stuff because you get two pictures and I get two pictures because okay. it's, it's my show. And <laughs> But, <laughs> folks, I've seen pictures and I've seen his house and his rooms and once in, in your old place, mm -hmm. probably two houses, three houses ago, you had this room and it was... I mean, like, if you look around my office, I have a lot of sports memorabilia and... 
you know, assorted things. It pales in comparison to the Jeff Brooker Star Wars collection. It is, um, some might say, obsessive. I will say impressive. Yeah, there's a <clears throat> mental health component to that, too, where people <laughs> yeah. might might refer me for an evaluation. It's yes. it's pretty... Yeah, it's it's. What's your favorite piece? Tens and thousands of pieces, and going What's all the way back. Piece? What's um, the, the house is favorite... on fire? You can grab one piece. Well, it's two things. I'm I'm proud of a, a certain collection set. Okay. And I'm proud of a certain piece. The piece itself is an old 1979 slash 80. It's it's bi monthly Rolling Stone magazine no. with all the characters uh, posing for the cover. For the new move, for the two, for Return for the, of the for Jedi. For Empire Strikes Back. Or Empire Back. Strikes Back, yeah. And it has, um, but it's before Rolling Stone was a magazine. It was still a newspaper. Oh, wow. And so it became Rolling Stone magazine right. down the road. Um, but I have it. It's framed. It's, it's Dang, beautiful. that's awesome. It's, the whole magazine or just the Yeah, cover? I have the whole magazine, whole magazine but it's really just the cover. It's flat. Right, right, right. And uh, that's probably my favorite piece. Okay. The favorite collection I have is a... Ever since 1976, prior to the release of the oh, movie, wow. Lucasfilm did a, uh, it was Lucasfilm magazine, and it had like the Willow and okay, all right. the stuff Lucasfilm was doing. They were just kind of kicking it off. Yeah. And it, that turned into Star Wars Insider magazine probably about two, three years later, and they picked up in sequence for numbers, so number 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, that's right. all become Star Wars Insider. Going all the way through, it's a bi-monthly magazine. Okay. And I have collected every single one that's come out since 1976. So 40-something-year wow. run. And there's, um, are they still coming out? Are yeah, they? still coming oh, out. Wow. Issue 202 just came out last month. Wow. So when I got the entire 200 magazine run mm -hmm. over a 40-year period, right. that, that's, 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 that's what I'm most proud of. Just now, because it, you can't. You can't really display that, can you? I mean, that's got to be no. like in a box or something. Yeah, or they're a in chest a number or... of boxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh, that's really cool. Um, what's your favorite character? My favorite character is hands down Han Solo. I was, I was going to guess Han Solo. And then my next question is probably the same answer. Is, which Star Wars character do you identify with? Han Solo. Han Solo. And because you're a swashbuckling yeah, He's a realist. He's, oh, a, realist. he's a pessimist and a realist. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't believe in anybody but himself. <laughs> What's the best Star Wars movie? Empire Strikes Back. What's the worst Star Wars movie? Probably Episode One. Episode One. I, it's tough because I I love the fights at the end. Yeah. I love the context of history. It That's puts Jar Jar, seven. right? That's Jar Jar. That's yeah. that yeah. character was. It, but you know what? You could ask me next week, and I'd say Episode Two, and they do all the love stuff with the two. Yeah. Horrible acting. <laughs> but um. You know, it's funny. Star Wars broke the mold of science fiction when it came out i yeah. mean it challenged every mm -hmm. every floor of every you know of the minimal expectation of a science fiction movie yeah. changed dramatically when star wars came out and they've, they've continued to push the push the envelope with filmmaking and well it's it's ironic because that's why the first three were so bad uh, people don't know this but those were the first films ever that were filmed digitally with green screen Oh, really? They had done a couple scenes in movies, uh -huh. testing green screen prior to that, like Sleepless in Seattle and some okay. other stuff. But that was the first full digital filming. 
And so a lot of reason the uh, I saw Liam Neeson do an interview and he said uh, it was a horrible experience because you're just okay. There's there's space battles behind me. Right. It's really just a green screen, and right. actors up to that point hadn't been trained to right. to act with to, green to screen. look at yeah point, yeah the sets points. were just kind of these right. hodgepodge you know pieces, and it got very hard for everybody to to get in character. So yeah. now they train actors for green right. screen, and it's a whole different industry. But he started that whole here here's digital camera, digital filming. Hmm. I did not know that. Yep. I wish he'd practiced on some other movies first, right. but. <laughs> Instead of rolling out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For that one. Um, you also say you want to write, besides Star Wars fan fiction. What do you want to write? <laughs> I just like writing. A um, couple poems I've done. I've written a book. And, really? Yeah, I've written a book. I haven't published it. Um, it's, uh, remember back when we were in junior college, taking those classes? We? Yeah, you and I. You, Grossmont. We, all, we presented together at a... Uh, at Grossmont College? Grossmont College. It was a... Um, I mean, that does sound like me. Literary Arts Festival. You, oh, yeah, 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 You did yeah, a short yeah, yeah. story. Remember yes, that? I yes, did the intro yes, prologue to yes, my... Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Wow. Remember that? I have I have that. You're yeah. right. Are you in that I have that too. So actually, yeah. I see it on right. the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude, that was a lifetime yeah. ago. Local publication. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. So the, uh, the problem is I've got a product that's pretty finished, and now at this point, 10 years, I pick it up, I put it down. I pick yeah, it up, I put it down. That's it's, me with everything. It's 200,000 words. It's wow. a lot. But um, to get something launched like that, you really got to have time. Yeah. You have to you have to be invested in it fully. Yeah. And with my job and my career, the kids, life, I just have never had that. So I'm sitting on it. I'm, I tweak it every once in a while, go through yeah. it. And it's a hobby. It's become a hobby at the point at which I retire, you know, five six right. years from now it'll be something i take on probably post-retirement nice i'll succeed or i won't but hey i'll yeah. put, i'll try and it's a and it's a passion project yeah so you'll definitely either way i like doing it so it's great yeah see that's the thing i have zero completed projects i have four or five almost completed <laughs> projects and another four or five that are well you can see my little idea board behind me with mm -hmm. my storyboard how i storyboarded my story <laughs> and i'm moving things around and and messing around with it but it's I'm taking I'm still taking oh well, I'm taking a different obviously writing class at Grossmont. I took a long time off, but I'm taking classes again over there. Yeah, what year was that? Like two thousand seven or eight? I wanna say six or seven, yeah. so maybe seven. Thirteen years ago. Yeah. Thirteen years ago. Wow. That was because I think maybe eight. But I think after eight I took a break uh, yeah. from all my because I was taking a like a fitness class there too, right. like a oh, volleyball right. or a basketball, something just to keep moving around. Which I'm still doing now, except mm -hmm. not when they're online. Yeah, it's tough. It is. Interesting. Well, we need to do that. Uh, are you thinking of any other projects? Or when you say you like to write, besides your poems, are you going to keep writing poems? Are you going to write really. another story? Yeah, gonna write another... not, I just I dabbled with poetry just to see okay. if it was something that I took to, and I really didn't. So. Yeah. Now, you say you like to write. Are you actively writing or just tweaking your... Your, just tweaking my my yeah it's, project. The thing is, I, I love my books words, so that's much. Like, that's probably three books. It could be. I mean, yeah. you know, seventy five, eighty thousand is a is it a healthy be. novel. And the thing is, it's like I get I've sent it. You know, you send a ton of letters out, right? And right. Samples and all this, yep, and yep. They, they usually come back with the 
the professional form of the middle finger. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where it's like, okay, and, it, and that's fine. That's the industry. Right. And they get thousands of submissions from yep. people just like me, I'm yep. sure. But um, I like the story so much that I wrote. I can go back at any point and just read two or three chapters and, and be happy fall asleep. Or, or just, oh, I think I'm going to retool this. And I have another you know, another Word file where I can do the retooling, right. plug it in if I like it. Yeah. So it's just nice. Uh, no, that's that's fun. I, I write every day. Mm -hmm. I write every day. And it's, you know, the, the difference is you have something finished. And that's, and I think mine is fear of failure. I think Ooh. that once I finish it, and put it out there for the world. I have to yeah. accept that it might not be as amazing as I think it is. Oh, that's you know. <laughs> I think that's, that's normal. I think yeah. that's normal. and that's mm -hmm. that's where I hum. That's where I'm hung up. So good. All right. Well, last thing we like to do here on the show. Second to last thing, we do two little things here, pretty close together. We do what we call this or that, and you have some choices, and you make um, things. You heard, uh, you listened to Jim McDowell's episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you Loved heard it. some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And now some of this stuff has changed a little bit since then, so you won't be quite as familiar. But answer as you as you would. Favorite ice cream? Coffee. Really? Mm -hmm. My dad likes coffee ice cream. And he likes coffee ice cream with orange sherbet. Oh, I've never... Yeah. Which, an interesting mix. I, I never would me too. I and it was pretty good. <laughs> I never, ever would have thought. I, and I don't know how he thought of it. But hey. I guess people back east, maybe a back east thing or something. But it was good. I tried it. Mm. More favorite player, Chris Weber, Mitch Richmond. Wow. You know me. <laughs> Oh, man, I'd have to say Chris Weber. Weber. Now, I don't know if I'm getting the stair step right, but then Weber versus Hardaway. I'd say Weber. Richmond versus Hardaway. Richmond. Okay, so Hardaway. I had Hardaway kind of near the top of your yeah. pyramid. I guess he'd be down a little bit. Remember, uh, your guy, MJ, said he was second best player in the league. He did. <laughs> he did. Just never had the showcase. <laughs> Let's see. Will Clark versus Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson. Really? That, that easy? Well, longevity. Uh, Ricky. Ricky. He played forever. Yeah. And, and he's still at a high level. Yeah, Ricky. Uh, Ricky. Now, there is a steroid thing where I think... Uh, you think Ricky did? I think so. Come wow. on, man. He was hitting the first... I mean, uh, someone his size just jacking him out of the park that late in his career. Yeah, you, you look at him as a stolen base leader in the early '80s versus I remember the late '80s. A, a picture of him in Sports Illustrated. He's jacked. Yeah, and his legs through mm -hmm. his baseball pants looked like chiseled yeah. marble. And he did not look like that. Yeah. No, he didn't. Or, right. Yeah, he yeah. was skinny and yeah. a great base hitter. Hit, he would turn singles into doubles, but he was not a leadoff hitter. Hit him out of the park. He was the first one to do that in baseball. I think. Yeah, he was. Well, he's the career leader of leadoff yeah. home runs. Mm -hmm. And then Tim Raines. Yeah, so. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lannister versus Stark. Stark. Really? The Wolves. The yeah. Wolves That's versus um, Khaleesi. What were they? What was her people? The 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 uh, um, Kyle Drago. Yeah. The uh, Dothraki. 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 Exactly. Dothraki versus Starks. Uh, depends on where they're fighting, but I'd have to say. If they're out in the plains of the tundra, the Dothraki That's have them. Dothraki, sure. If they're in the, the cities or the urban setting at war, I'd give it to the Starks. But I think uh, Dothraki. They were warriors. Starks were... A little bit of everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had uh, noblemen and right. and fighters and knights. and. Yep. 
I think the Dothraki, their women were badass just as much yeah. as anybody. They were their yeah. identity was centered around their yeah. their warriorhood. Yeah. What's the best not movie but actor play James Bond? So here's the thing. Some of those James Bond movies were great when I was a kid. And even watching the generation before me, like the Conneries. Right. I don't think they aged very well. Uh, no, that's for sure. So when I go back now and look at the acting on some of them, even like the Roger Moores, yeah. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, and I love those. I agree. The other day. I and, agree. And you know what? I was a fan. I loved the Timothy Dalton ones. Okay. Most people didn't. They no. thought he was the worst James Bond ever. I don't think he was the worst. I liked those movies. I thought they were good. But yeah, I'd have to give it to Craig. Who's it? Craig, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Craig. Craig's pretty good. What's the best Rocky movie? Three. Three. That's the it's Mr. T. A, that's Eye of the Tiger. Is that two? I th- no, two. Eye of the Tiger is when Apollo trains him to beat Mr. Oh, that's T. right, right. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. You got to find the Eye of the Tiger. Right. right. But I think the way he goes back to his roots... The, yeah. the old school gym, the dirty gym. Yeah. He's no longer the champ with all the the money and everything. Yeah. He's he's losing everything. I, I like those stories when you're you're on the pedestal, you get knocked Knock completely off, off yeah. and you got to fight your way back up to it. So, yeah, no, there were some there were some contextual things in there where Rocky found out that his career was managed, right? You know, yep. and is they Mick, was good fighters. Mick dies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they was good fighters, Rock. But you can't take anything away from number one or number two either. It's yeah. like. Great yeah. movies. I'm gonna go one, yeah, it, it, and then two, and then three, and then four, and then five, <laughs> and then Rocky Balboa. <laughs> well, I just think, and after three, to me, there's a there's a drop off. I mean, yeah. I I like them all, but you know, going to Russia and having the proletariat, yeah, Rocky, Rocky. It's yeah. like, come on, that's I, not that's that not was. You could change. I could change. Right. We all could He's, change. Uh, now they're, you know, nuclear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. just shooting their nukes into space like right. Superman and it's done. <laughs> and then I just watched Rocky Balboa where he comes in his 50s and fights uh, Antonio Tarver in real life. But uh-huh. I forget the uh, when Mason Dixon. And uh-huh. it's just such an absurd, unbelievable yeah. storyline that, you know, it's just too much for me. Well, I have to say, though, it, I think it took a... It declined with a f- couple of the movies, yeah. but then with Creed, it picked up again. Absolutely. I Creed 1 and 2, movies. I really like. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and now, have you heard of... Is there a Creed 3? Yeah. Okay. There is, and uh, I think uh, Jordan's directing it from what Oh, I, wow. From is what he going to be in it? I do. Yeah, like yeah, it. yeah, of course. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, he's kind of... He's probably my, my latest man crush. It's got a... It's Michael yeah, B. Jordan. He's, he's a hard guy to uh, not like at all. Yeah. He's, he's really cool, uh, I think. Me too. So who uh, who's the best superhero? Wait, who's your favorite superhero? Wolverine. Okay. Who's the best superhero? Batman. Oh. Batman and Wolverine fight? Batman. Ooh. Well, okay. Maybe. But Batman killing Superman and Batman v Superman was dumb. Ah, uh, okay. So okay. you didn't read the comics. I read Did back, you read? I read back in the day. I haven't read anything in the last thirty years probably, but So the, the movie screwed up the, the theme that came from the comic on that. Okay. Which that, was that comic where Batman takes on Superman, he he prepares like none other. It takes place during the Reagan era. It's it's okay. it's it's a great series of comics. Oh um 
And when they fight, it's kind of a, it's an iconic fight in comic lore. Right. Because essentially Batman has a heart attack and dies as he's killing Superman. Really? But at the end, the heartbeat just kind of picks up again. Because he's in his fifties, so they both die. Yeah, he, but he 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 prepared. He's the smartest guy, right? Right. No powers. Yeah. Right. Right. So the he beats him with his preparation, okay, and his bulk, and and he's got all the armor. He's got all right. the, the kryptonite stuff. Yeah. And then when he's beating him, what I remember vividly as a kid was he's telling Superman as he's putting him away, "You're gonna remember the one man like who beats you, wow. who beat you," and then boom, it's done, and then. Boom, he goes. So but it comes, they both come back. They both come back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, how are they going to sell comics? If... Right. You can't write. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing. That's one thing about Game of Thrones that was great. Yeah. Was Nobody's people safe. died. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and they died for real, except Rob Stark. He came back. Okay. What is your fast food go to? Gosh, I'm not really a fast food eater anymore. Your guilty pleasure? Probably McDonald's McGriddle. The McGriddle. <laughs> That's guilty. It's, it's not really the McDonald's food. It's just the breakfast sandwiches yeah. and the McGriddles, yeah. the What was that, like sausage with a pancake bun or something yep. like that? Or <laughs> pancake <laughs> bun that's loaded with syrup kind of embedded right. into the batter. Right, embedded, yeah. <laughs> so bad for you. Uh, Denzel versus Tom Hanks. Ooh. Career, entire careers? Scope? First thing that comes to your mind, Who do you, who, who's your guy? You're doing a you're doing a movie draft and you have first pick. Let's say Denzel. Okay, he's been more meaningful to movie history and explaining, wow. explaining history. He's done more iconic roles. Malcolm X. more than Tom Cruise. Tom, I mean Tom Cruise. Well, Tom Hanks. Philadelphia Gump. Air Force Thirteen Air, Apollo Thirteen Philadelphia <laughs> Big. <laughs> Forrest Gump covered the entire 50s through the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Forrest Gump developed Elvis. He taught him the dance. It developed. <laughs> but Denzel stopped nuclear war in uh, that one with Gene Hackman. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, oh, wasn't it? It's not. I always get Hunt for Red October right. mixed up. Um, nah, I'll drop it in. But like Training Day. Training Day was good. I mean, he's. No, they're both phenomenal. You could, I'm writing a, I'm writing a comedy for Denzel Washington. Oh, nice. Because somebody said Denzel Washington couldn't do comedy because he's Denzel Washington and no right. one, you know. So my premise for the story is, and I'm trademarking this if anybody's listening, but he used to be like a Jimmy Walker, Dynamite, like just a, a mm -hmm. stereotypical young, famous, and everybody recognizes right. him. And he's just so sick of it that he goes through his life as this surly, bitter, just angry. I mean, he's ha you know he's happy, but he's like, fuck you, man. You know, Dynamite, or you know, right, whatever right, his right. catchphrase is. And he's just mad all the time. <laughs> and then they show the younger him doing this, just the stupid, schlocky humor. And, right. and I think, I think it, people would go watch that. And I think hmm. Denzel could pull it off. I think he could... You know, here here I am in my you know studio getting Denzel. Denzel, this, Denzel right? might be able to. He might be able to pull off my script if he's. <laughs> he just hasn't seen it yet. That's right. Uh, let's see. Jeopardy versus Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Monopoly versus Risk. Monopoly. Goodfellas versus Godfather. Ooh, Godfather one. The whole you get the whole trilogy. That means you get the addition of two, but the subtraction Godfather. of three. Godfather. Twix versus Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Snickers versus Milky Way. 
Snickers satisfies, baby. Snickers versus Kit Kat. Kit Kat. So Kit Kat gets the top candy bar. Kit Kat's spot. my favorite. That's a good one. Those are two outstanding shows. That both did not age well. Really? Yeah. I, I watched The Wire not too long ago. It wasn't bad. I watched the first two Michael episodes. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that's is, right. As a young Michael yeah. B. Jordan. Idris Elba. Yeah, mm-hmm. Idris Elba. I'd have to give it to The Wire. Okay. But Sopranos is right there, too. Yeah. Uh, Wire versus Breaking Bad. Wire. Ooh, without thought. So that means that would be third on the, of those three. Mm-hmm. Did you not like Breaking Bad? or just I liked it. You not know, as it's... much as the... I most cop shows I don't like. Okay. Because it's just not real. It's not even close to being anything that resembles resembling what actually <laughs> happens. They may take the themes that happen, but right. the way it actually plays out I'm just like, yeah. But I think part of it is with what I've done for fifteen years. Yeah. I turn away from cop shows, I turn away from lawyer shows and obviously the meth guy, it's like, Man, I'm so I got so burned out with drugs oh, and cases. <laughs> yeah. Drug cases, not drugs. Drug right. cases. Yes. It That'll is. be edited. Yeah, it's to make just, it sound yeah, like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do math, everybody. <laughs> Jeff Brooker does math. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, Coke versus Pepsi. Coke, classic Coke. Coke. Not new Coke. Not new Coke. There's, there's no new Coke or zero there. Coke or what? Where they call Coke it? Zero is pretty good. I try not to drink any soda. Right. You know that's. And here I sound like, uh, you know, our, our friend Jason Tino, like, yes. I, like I never indulge in this stuff because I do. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't think <laughs> don't that worry. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not some coke elitist here. Jason. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have I been lectured by Jason? Uh, wow. He's great. He's he, he he's came, gotten better over the years. Yeah. He's just, yeah. He I remember could, in college. Boy. He'd come over to dinner at my house and he would shame my wife for what. She, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Me and. Uh, we used to play basketball at San Diego State every Saturday, me uh-huh. and Corey and Jason, in the morning. And me and Corey, on purpose, would stop at McDonald's and get a bunch of McGriddles. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jason would walk in and we'd His head would explode. stuff in face. <laughs> Just a look. Oh, how do you eat that? Yeah. It's good. Because <laughs> yeah. it tastes good. And and here's the thing. You know, we're, he and I are the same age. We're mid-40s. Yeah. And... Uh, I got to say, you know, with his, his healthy living and everything he's done, uh, you see the dividends. Now yeah. that I'm at the age where it's so much harder to oh. recover, get back in Who shape. Who are you talking to? Oh, geez. It's, and I'm like, now I go back thinking all those lectures from, from right. Jason all <laughs> right. those years. And yep. I'm like, Should have been listening. <laughs> and I see him and I'm like, he's, he's still, he yep. looks great. He looks great. But he's too scared to come out and play basketball with us. He, well, he knows better. There's a good, there's one, you know, being in shape and having physical attributes at a certain age still doesn't make up for lack of skill. That's true. That's true. He's not very coordinated. <laughs> we will probably see him next time. Right. <laughs> when this this drops Thursday, I guess we're going to get a call Thursday night. Yes. <laughs> Sunday morning at Grossmont, 6 a.m. Right. He'll be, He'll there. be there. Right. <laughs> so, all right. The last thing I have. It's a little thing I do. It's called the electric chair. You have committed a capital crime. You are sentenced to death by lethal injection. You get your final meal. And while you eat that meal, you get one movie to watch. And then they plug in some headphones to play your song to play you off into the great beyond. What movie and what food are you having? We'll start with that. Star Wars. Okay. Empire Strikes Back. Oh, the Empire Strikes Back? Not the... Not the original. Okay. 
and uh, definitely steak, medium rare. Okay. Good quality steak. Sides? Uh, uh, maybe a little mashed potatoes, uh, asparagus. Dessert? Ice cream. Okay, drinks? Coffee ice cream. Coffee ice cream, uh, of course. A little, little red wine to complement the steak. Okay, so I don't know what you're thinking when you wrote this down. You said pizza and Coke. Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> food. Okay. But last meal? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. okay. Nobody's judging you. Yeah, no. Okay. Pizza's my favorite food. Yeah. And they pop in the headphones, stick in the needle. What are you going off to? Probably some U2. U2, it's... not Star Wars Cantina Band, which is what you yeah. put on. Uh... That's that's a great song too, but uh, I think I'd want something with vocals. Okay, so you two, what song? Probably a you two, probably um, either song one. Is that a song? Yeah. Okay. Wade Matheson, a friend of mine, would be very upset. He's a big U2 fan. If I don't, when I don't know the song, <laughs> you better end that. One last. Yes. So I know you know it. if you heard it, you'd know. It. I probably yeah. I know most most again when I hear him, but I make a point not to learn him just to bug yeah. him. I mean, I, I could pick something marginal like a Prince or. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad this episode will never air. <laughs> My guest today has been. <laughs> No, no, Prince. Prince is awesome. They, he's obviously an icon. One of my top five. Yeah, top. With uh, my top five. Okay, all right. That's how I felt about Star Wars when it had its rebirth. Yeah, I was excited. I was happy. But then all these people are suddenly Bandwagon, right? wearing Star Wars shirts, that right? Are, that are vintage. New, and I'm like, you right? Just bought that, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that's going to do it. I appreciate you coming in. My guest today, Jeff Berger. You got anything to plug besides your book that's on your shelf that's not going out? Do you have a... Uh, no, not really. Your wedding's coming up. Do you want to send a blanket invite uh, to everybody? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much per Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy some more company. I'll have to sell my house just to afford the wedding at my right. house. <laughs> right. So, well, I look forward to that. That's coming up. And um, now you are married. This is just a ceremony. Yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah, it was COVID. We we really yeah. couldn't uh, yeah. celebrate anything. I think the older you get, the more you learn about your friends, short term, long term people yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you see people differently than you saw them ten years ago, twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah. Because yeah, what appeals to twenty year old Tony didn't right. necessarily appeal to thirty or forty exactly. or fifty year old mm-hmm. Tony. So some of the friendships and you hope that you all kind of grow together and then you get to that age where you you just got to trim the fat you right know? And it's like <laughs> yeah i gotta pick a street here you know right. I, I just gotta pick a street and right i gotta go down it right and it's either you're on that street or you're, or you're not. not yeah and uh because you just don't have time for yeah. things anymore. i used to say I, I have a city and i would tell people hey you know you can live in my city and and I would say that you know and that, and that was like a bit yeah yeah I remember and, that. and I would uh-huh. say uh-huh. if I have a city you can live in my city and and I didn't say it to a ton of people mm-hmm. I never said it to you no, I'm just kidding oh, no <laughs> I heard you say it to, to other, other people, people right? with me there right <laughs> <laughs> holding up the hand right, right. <laughs> no but but and I meant it and mm-hmm. and it meant you know that that at some point there's going to be 
a culling, a, you know, a small group, mm -hmm. and and my city was my life, you know, and you can live in my life. So that's, and that that group, unfortunately, is getting smaller. Yeah. Um, but it's also growing a little bit. It's like a vase, you know, like in Ghost, mm -hmm. you know. But you know what's funny too is the the uh, I know you're trying to end this, and I'm, we're good. I'm going. We're good. I can the, cut all this out. The ex, the evolution <laughs> of the uh, tuxedo basketball games. Oh, I was just I telling mean, Shanna today how young the game is getting. Yeah, I mean, we were doing this... 20 what, years ago. 20 years ago. More than that, probably. At Tuxedo Park, yep. Sunday mornings. Yep. <laughs> and there is a... There's still a very... There's a core group that yep. still go, like me, you, Jim. Yeah. Um, there's people who have dropped off, obviously. Right. They've moved or... Jason Tino keeps Jason chickening Tino, out. Jason yeah. They're, they're scared. Yeah. Know, the Simon yeah. the Scared. Simon the Scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, since we're going... Did I tell you one... You know, I announced the games at the Gross Mall football game, and I called Simon up and said, hey, man, you know, come check out the game and come up in the booth. So he comes up in the booth, and we're hanging out and talking, and there's a break in the action. And I go, yeah, today's game is brought to you by Simon's Red Hot Turnovers. Get your Red Hot Turnovers here. Simon's got your turnovers. When you need turnovers, think about Simon. Right. And he's just busting up in the background right. laughing. <laughs> and it went over to the stadium for the thousand of people awesome. that were there. It was yeah, he's so got to get back out there. Yeah, but uh, but if you think about it, we've seen we've had like the best times out there on those yeah. Sundays. Yeah, we've seen fights. Oh yeah, we've seen we've had arguments where people stopped talking. Yep. Um, yep. Remember the Jay Emilio? Oh, the, I remember that. Yeah, and the uh, the the one just a couple years ago. Yeah, I don't want to name names. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, it's uh, but it's. It's like a consistent part of a seeing you guys, yeah, and just yeah. catching up if there's no other way, right? B staying physical, yep. Um, you know, not walking for three days after two hours, right? Of <laughs> half court basketball, exactly. <laughs> and then seeing the generations, like Anthony came out yeah. for a while. Yeah, uh, I mean, I remember Anthony in diapers. And then yeah. he's out playing basketball yeah. with us. And now, now Connor's well, coming to yep, that age. Con, yeah. And, well, it, I remember when Anthony first started coming out. It was like, look, you got to find a friend because you're only, you know, he was like 13, 14 mm -hmm. years old, 15. And I said, because it's not fair for one of us to have to cover you, you know, right. because we, we want to play and we want to play hard. Yeah. And then he's 17, 18, 19. It's like, okay, now you have to bring a friend so you can so cover each other. Exactly. You can <laughs> right? chase so each other. We're not, around, right. Yeah. So we're not chasing you all around the court. Like today, those two 19 year olds. Oh, man. Holy it was absurd. God. That was just like. Yeah, we it used was... to do this. Yeah, right. And now we can't. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Huh. We won every game today. Yes, we did. Yep. Undefeated, Simon. Yep, you're listening. And yeah, that one. It was stark to me today. I did the math in real time. He said he was 19. Yep. I'm triple his age. Yeah. I am three insane. times his age. He could live his whole life right. three times. Yep. And I'm, be my age now. And I'm more than double. And they had two 19 year olds. Right. <laughs> and they lost. Yeah, yeah. Phil carried a lot of weight today too in he the did. post, which was nice. Let me. Uh... Yeah, everybody goes in their little spurts. Yeah, and, uh, it's just the right time, I think, yeah. today especially. But yeah, it was Phil did uh, pick up the load. I think yeah. it's because he yeah. brought the GoPro out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we have GoPro footage of yeah. today's game. First time I've ever seen someone bring a video out to our yeah. game. Yeah, that. Well, the drone guy. Oh, that's the right. drone guy. Wow. He's like, hey, let me, you know, can, we, can I film you? And then he gave us some, I think we have that somewhere. I forgot. We about shared that. it at one yeah. time years ago. Well, how gone. many uh, offensive things have we said at Tuxedo oh, playing basketball? Oh, my. Or at poker games. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're all 
bagging on each other right. about race, race, about age, about age, every discrimination, every category injuries. of discrimination. Yes. Yeah. We've probably this, crossed it oh, way. on each other, just yes. trying to get in each other's heads. Right. You know? <laughs> and me just to make people laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, you don't understand. I've been chasing you guys, chasing 10 years yeah, for 30 true. years, that's you true. know. So when I was in my 30s and still feeling pretty good, you guys were in your 20s. Right. And, you know, on top of the world. Right. Then I'm in my 30s or my 40s. You guys are in your 30s. And you guys are like, I remember in my 30s, I felt pretty good. But you guys were still 10 years younger. <laughs> so. But think about it. We were in basketball leagues or basketball pickup yeah, games. basketball playing and All around football. San Diego. Yeah. Flag football leagues. Yeah. Softball leagues. Yep. All of it. Yeah. And it was uh, good times. All right. Well, people are certainly bored of the... Yep. The uh, Love Fest reminiscent road train. So I am going to close here. Again, my guest today has been Jeff Brooker, former DDA. Now, what's your title? Uh, Deputy City Attorney. Deputy City Attorney. City of San Diego? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's uh, Mara Elliott's the uh, elected city attorney. Wonderful, wonderful person and great boss. I couldn't do what I do without her doing, what without do? her putting the office in that position. Taking on an issue that's so politically divisive, yes. making a stand and saying, I'm going for it, uh, took a lot of courage. And yeah. I was proud to be a part of that. All right. Now, she's still your boss? Yes. Oh, that's why you're being so nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. No. <laughs> I've had other bosses. And okay. uh, then I just wouldn't say anything. Okay. All right. All right. Seriously, we are way over time. I'm going to cut a bunch of this out, but yep. I have been Tony on the mic today. My guest has been Jeff Brooker. You can find me at TonyOnTheMic.com. You can find me at Tony on the mic on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and the TikTok. I'm on the TikTok. I haven't done any TikToks, but uh, it's slowly getting populated. I'm putting up little things here and there, and before you know it, it's going to be an entertainment emporium. So with that, check me out when you get a chance, and to Jeff, say goodbye to the folks, Jeff. Have a great night. Tony in the Mesa, the Mesa. Outro. 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 I like when people are into things. That mm -hmm. made me happy. Mm -hmm. You know, he's so into his right and he's so wanting to talk about it and yep. share it. And he, he had spent all this money and set modified up with a chair it. at the yep. park every day, every, every week. Yep, every every week. time we were there. And, you know, like you with Star Wars or me with Prince or, you mm -hmm. know, just whatever it is. When people like things and they're, mm -hmm. they buy in and they just say, I don't care. I like it. You know, no matter what it is, I'm okay. And and I hate when people say, oh, he's too happy or he's too into Star Wars right. or he's, you know, oh, he thinks he's Prince. How many times did I hear that? Oh, everybody, you know. Yeah, there's <laughs> such a, yeah. It's just why, know. why if if there's something's causing joy, yep. that should cause you joy. When you see joy, it should create joy in you. And if it doesn't, then you need to ask yourself why, no matter what it is.